Hi, Ross. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you ready to know everything? Fill my brain with facts. Okay, let's do it. I have a theory about how you can do something really well. About a time when you can write best. About a time where you can make a cardboard castle best. A time when you can do a lot of things better than you normally would. Okay. Well, I write all the time. I want to do that well. I haven't made castles, but I'm into it. And everything else, I'm always up for improvement. Tell me more. My theory is that the secret to this is being bored. Mm. Because if you think about it, what do you do when you're not bored? Maybe you're watching a show. Maybe you're doing your homework. Maybe you're hanging out with a friend. But then maybe the show ends. Maybe your friend goes home. Maybe you finish your homework and you're bored. Yeah, what to do now? And so when you're bored... You started to think of some pretty awesome things to do because you didn't think of these while you were watching a show or playing with your friend. Like, for example, maybe your friend went home and you're so bored. So you collect all the bottles and you line them up in the grass and you use these balls that you have to try to knock them down and make your own miniature bowling stadium. Yeah. Or you can say, hey, I've got time. I'm going to really experiment with my cooking. Yeah. Or you could say, Okay, I'm going to write a beautiful piece dedicated to elephants. You're really convincing me here. I've heard the saying necessity is the mother of invention, but I feel like boredom is a kind of necessity because our brains want to be busy. They want to be entertained. And I mean busy in a good way. They want to be used to solve problems. They want to have their own kind of internal skateboarding where they get to turn corners and try tricks, not just our bodies. So when you are inventing something, when you're creating something, when you're developing a new way of doing things, it's a way to get your mind on a skateboard too. Yeah, exactly. You'll do things that you haven't really thought of before. So instead of just watching a show, you're recreating the Eiffel Tower out of pizza boxes, or you're building this really amazing hat, or you're making magnet bracelets. Or you're going bowling in your backyard. Or you're trying to skateboard on the ceiling with a bunch of ropes. There's an interesting twist to all this. You're making me realize it's bored people that are entertaining everybody else. Yeah, because then your friends will go over to the bowling alley. And then maybe it's raining so you can do the bowling alley. And so your friend decides to invent a new kind of hat. So it's the people who are bored really entertain everyone else. So I guess the people who write the shows, for example, and create the games, they're probably not the one watching shows or playing them? Yeah. Which would you rather be, the creator or the person who's being entertained? Meh, I like to do a little both. Are you ready for today's poem? I sure am. Okay. It's called A Poet in New York by Charles Bukowski. Eating out tonight, I find a table alone. And while waiting for my order, I take out my wife's copy of A Poet in New York. I often carry things to read so that I will not have to look at the people.
I find the poems bad for me. These poems written in 1929, the year of the stock market crash. I close the book and look at the people. My order arrives. The food is bad too. Some say that bad and good run in shrieks. I hope so. I wait for the good. Put my slice of lemon chicken into my mouth. Chew and pretend that everything is fairly fine. Mm. <laughs> wow. Dark but deep. Deep the chicken. Do you want to read it? Love to. A Poet in New York by Charles Bukowski. Eating out tonight, I find a table alone. And while waiting for my order, take out my wife's copy of A Poet in New York. I often carry things to read so that I will not have to look at the people. I find the poems bad. For me, these poems written in 1929, the year of the stock market crash. I close the book and look at the people. My order arrives. The food is bad, too. Some say that good and bad run in streaks. I hope so. I wait for the good, put a slice of lemon chicken into my mouth, chew, and pretend that everything is fairly fine. Wow. Isn't that such an amazing poem? So what do you think about his theory? Bad and good run in streaks. I think that's true. I think it's pretty darn hard to find a person that's all bad. And it's also pretty hard to find a person that's all good. And what about your days? Do you feel like you have days where everything's all good or everything's all bad? Occasionally. Mostly they run in streaks. But there's always that one little day, maybe once a month or every two months. Just the perfect day. <sighs> and then that's really awesome. Now, he seems a bit like a curmudgeon. Do you know what a curmudgeon is? Yeah. Like a pessimist. Yeah. And someone who doesn't like people and likes yeah. to take themselves. He Grouchy. carries books around, not because he even likes them, but because he'd rather look at them than have to look at people. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, he has this philosophy, or at least action in this moment, that he's going to pretend that everything is fairly fine. Do you think you can kind of make your days from bad into good sometimes by having a better attitude? Yeah, I think you can. And hey, you might as well try. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes. There are dogs, and there are cats, and then there are all the other kinds of pets. And it seems like dogs and cats are the two most popular domesticated animals that humans have by far. And I guess I'm wondering, worldwide and in the United States, which is greater? Are there more dogs or are there more cats? Oh, the ultimate question. I will look it up and get back to you. I'm back and I have got the answer to your question. According to a National Pet Owners Survey, more than two-thirds of U.S. households have at least one pet in it. Okay. And according to the survey, there's been... 90 million dogs, and 94 million cats. So, in the U.S., 
cats beat dogs. Wow, I was not expecting that. But there's a twist. Oh, okay. It may be that way in the United States, but worldwide, there's approximately 470 million dogs owned as pets, and only 370 million cats. So, in total, dogs actually win. Know everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith, and the amazing music was by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknowEverything.com, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.